Hello, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I'm a licensed esthetician, spa owner, industry consultant, speaker, and journalist, and the founder of the Beauty Biz Club, which is the only professional success-based society designed to dramatically up your bookings, increase your profits, and provide you with industry-specific resources that are needed to succeed. If you'd like to know more about how you can become a member of the Beauty Biz Club, please visit beautybizclub.com. Now I invite you to join me as I feature inspirational messages from industry gurus and practical tips to tap into your best success. Stay tuned for some serious beauty biz entertainment. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm excited for today's guest. Her name is Holly Lopes, and she is in the Lake Tahoe area. I'm going to let her tell you more about that in just a second. But, oh my gosh, we're going to be talking about a hot topic in the beauty biz and the esthetician world. So you're really going to want to stay tuned and maybe even listen into this show twice because it's something that's going to affect all of us moving forward into the rest of 2020 and and forward into 2021. So welcome, Holly. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I think we're touching on a really hot topic, but before we dive into the reason we're here today, I want to know a little bit about you and your beauty biz. So what side of Lake Tahoe are you in California? Are you in Nevada? Tell me a little bit about your beauty business. So I'm in South Lake Tahoe, California, seriously, just a stone's throw from Nevada. Okay. I think I skied once and I ended up somehow by mistake in Nevada. Would that make sense? Being yeah. to talk about this <laughs> Yeah. The ski resort thing though. You can like go back and forth. I did not get a full feel for your area. It's gorgeous up there. But when we were vacationing, my sister was dating a movie star and he got us this big house for New Year's Eve. Literally the kitchen table had 21 seats at it. There were like... 50 bedrooms in this house. And as I was skiing that day, I got sick. I got the flu, like the throw up flu. And then when I started feeling better, we were snowbound in that house for like seven days. So I never even got to see the area. But do you (laughs) love living there? Because it seemed gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. I love it so much. Are you from up there? Um, No, I'm from Sacramento. Okay. Maybe let's start there. How long have you been an esthetician? Um, for 13 years. And when did you end up in that area? 12 years ago. Yeah, okay. I'm basically straight up here once I got my license. Yeah, and I thought it was a good spot to get some experience without any pressure of like building a clientele because it's so like tourist based, like working at the spas, like you can kind of get your hands in everything without hardly any risk, you know, because you're not really building. You're just getting experience. It's kind of nice. Yeah. But then I fell in love with Tahoe and that was that. Did you start at a resort up there or did you? Yeah. So what was that like for you? Did you love it? Did it feel kind of restricted? It was restricted. It wasn't, it didn't seem that fulfilling to me, you know, getting into the industry. I really want to make changes in people's skin and have that like client based business, but it was just kind of people on vacation. We had a good experience and they like leave and you never really see them again. So I kind of felt like it wasn't like fulfilling you know, everything I wanted out of my career. You know, I'm in Palm Springs, which is a very touristy type area. And I thought that was going to be my business. 
as I opened up, but it's crazy. Are you experiencing this? Like a lot of people are getting out of San Francisco and other cities and they're finding you as local full-time residents now. Yeah. Especially right now, it's my husband and I were calling it the zoom boom. Cause every, there's like such an influx of new locals, like probably up 30% in my little town. So yeah. That's how I just said the other day, gosh, I love it. I love that all these people are moving here and escaping the big city because I know how wonderful it was for me, but I still want this to stay small just for a few years. Like give me that reprieve I was looking for when I left LA. I know there's kind of uh, some resistance to the influx of people here. That's for sure. Well, I know we've done coaching sessions before and you have a recurring I don't want to call it a problem because it's not a problem, but issue in your business that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But when did you start working with me inside my club? How long have you been in the beauty biz world with me? So I joined the beauty biz club right before the full shutdown craziness. And I can't even like begin to say how thankful I am that I joined then instead of like grasping at straws later, joining everything you know, I think all of us have taken so many classes during this time just to like grasp at something that makes sense. It was really nice to like already be a part of the club just to have that support going into this and the continuous support. But I found out about you, Lori, after I took, well, I was introduced to sugaring class. So it was like a waxing class. And then I heard about the sugaring business and I was like, that's it. That's totally what I want to do. And at that class, I won on the six-figure esthetician CD and I popped it into my car on the way back up to Tahoe and I listened to it twice in a row. And I was like, gosh, this is like, this all makes sense. It's so like serendipitous. And yeah, since then I've been following you and it took, you know, so many years to actually join the club. I'm happy I did. Yeah. When I did. I mean, that's a lot of years because nobody even has a CD player anymore. I know. Okay, well, you're proof, you know, that we should all be marketing all the time because somehow I had to keep connecting with you to get you to finally step into it, into the club and into that type of support. So I love that. So let's go back. How long had you been in Tahoe working for a resort before you decided? I have so many questions for you. Before you decided to start your own business, I assume that's what you did when you left the resort life. Yeah. So, gosh, I guess seven years ago. Honestly, so I was in the resort biz for, I don't know, five years. And it was really just this whole body sugaring thing that inspired me to do my own thing. I just felt like there wasn't really, I needed a niche and I found it with sugaring. And then I was like, this is it. I have to do my own thing. I have to start it up, call it sugared and like, yeah. Okay. So this is so good because I teach all the time. You need to know who your best client ever is, but you really can't identify that who you want to call in and who you want to niche out to until you know what your profitable passion is. Mm -hmm. And people ask me all the time, well, how do I know what my profitable passion is? And it's that thing you just mentioned, it lights up your beauty biz soul and you love it so much that you would do it for free, but you should probably charge top dollar for it. Right? Yeah. Well, I did. Oh my gosh. Learning how to sugar. I did a lot of it for free. It's pretty challenging to learn, but when I was in that class, you know, I always had issues with like ingrowns and all kinds of things like that. And just nothing has helped. And I heard that it was good for ingrowns and that it was also eco-friendly and biodegradable, which is like what sets my heart on fire. That's like half, you know, why I love Tahoe so much is because the natural beauty. And so I was like, ding, ding, ding. Okay, this is it. 
I just have to do it no matter what it was. And it was really challenging to learn. And like I said, I had clients lined up at my house for free, friends, all day, every day until I kind of got the hang of it. And I was about to give up. And then, I don't know, just a client that was struggling with her body hair said that it changed her whole skin and hair issues. And I was like, okay, that's it. I have to do it. Did you take the 60-day challenge this year? No. Because for the first time ever, I taught a class on exactly what you're talking about. And it's pushing through that learning curve. And it's so important to mention right now, because we give up, we usually give up when it becomes a little bit difficult. But if we press through it, that's when the beauty comes. And it's funny because you, you just said in the beginning, we have all learned so much. And I found we're not implementing a lot of what we put time, energy, effort, and money into during the lockdown because of that learning curve. So I want to take you back in time. And this is going to help so many people that are going through a change right now. I want to take you back in time. If you have to close your eyes and think about this for a second, what did it feel like to leave a secure job, to learn a new skill set, and to start your own business? Tell me the joys and the fears, if you could think about that from that place. Like, go back in time a little bit. I mean, it was a rough road, honestly. Like, I kind of... I knew that sugaring was it and I was going to rent somewhere before and I like redid this whole room and then she totally, anyway, it didn't work out and it was devastating. I had like $5,000 of products. I had like all my business and media stuff and um, it was just sitting at my house and I was just like, it was awful. It was horrible. And so I had to go in and rent my own space with no money. Like I took out like a million of those $500 credit cards that you get in the mail. That's like, Oh, we'll try it for zero APR for a year. I took out so many of those and just did it like just all on credit. And it was, it was horrifying, but I just knew that I was not going to fail because I loved sugaring so much. And I knew that there was again, like a niche that needed to be filled in this town because everything was very resort and I didn't want to be that. I wanted to, have that real clientele. And yeah, it just, there wasn't really an option. Because this was back before salon suites were sprinkled throughout every city Mm -hmm. in the United States. How did you find a little space to go out on your own? And it sounds like you had to find it last minute because you were set up somewhere else or ready to be set up. Yeah, it was kind of last minute. Honestly, it was, it was just kind of out of desperation. It had a space that had parking and I'm not, really, I don't have a lot of visibility. I just, and it wasn't very nice. I had to totally gut the place and the place is uh, pretty old, but it's getting cuter now. Like when I got in here, there was no shops, no restaurants around me. I was kind of like in a vacant like shopping center, but I was just like, I don't know, it's just going to work. And so I just dove in, but it was me like putting in the drywall, putting on the floors, like painting the walls. Like I was like, well, gosh, if this doesn't work out, then I have like a career in like contracting, I guess. <laughs> I learned so, you know, so it was just, I don't know. There was just, there wasn't a lot of questions. I didn't give time for questions. It was just- well, I can tell you what you had that a lot of people need moving forward right now, because think about it. I've heard, and it breaks my heart from so many beauty professionals. I don't have a business to go back to my salon closed or, so there are going to be a lot of people right now dealing with a lot of other chaos in this world that are where you're at. And you had two business skill sets that people overlook. It sounds like you had hope and faith and determination, right? Mm -hmm. 
So there's something to be said for those. We all own them. We just sometimes have to surround ourselves with the right people to allow that to come forward in our world. And we can become unstoppable when that happens. So not only are you leaving a secure job, it sounds like you went through a business betrayal, which I've been there, no fun. That'll bust down your confidence like nothing else. Mm -hmm. You step into a remodel, but you also now are opening a business with a skill set and a niche and a profitable passion that I bet you not many people knew about then in that area. So oh, now right. you had to step into marketing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, still people don't really know about body triggering as at all, but it was, yeah. Like there was a lot of naysaying, like, why are you opening something that no one even knows about? Like what it is. So with marketing, Yes, I had to educate people and I'm still constantly educating people. And I think that's really where, you know, some of the success comes in is because I have to educate them as soon as they get in. Like if you're doing waxing, it's like everyone knows what waxing is, but I have an opportunity to talk about why I'm choosing a different technique and what it means to me. And that like the passion just shines through and there's like a mission and a why behind why I do it instead of, I mean, kind of like the easier waxing. And I think just that alone, like really lets my clients see who I am immediately and what my mission is of my business. Well, this is why I call it since the beginning of when I started teaching your profitable passion, because it's contagious, your energy, that passion is contagious. And that's a massive client attraction tool. Mm -hmm. Would you say there was a you know, the book, the tipping point, like when people in your community started talking about you started understanding, because I went through this with microcurrent. People had no clue what it was when I started using it. I think there was maybe two other people in my big town of Encino that had a microcurrent machine. So was there a tipping point for you when you go, oh, people are getting it. They're referring their friends. I'm starting to be noticed as somebody who is professional and unique. It was kind of surprising on how fast it all happened. It was like, I opened up the doors and it was like the cart before the horse. I had this influx of clients before I even knew how to do my books as a business owner. So it was like, I don't know what or how it happened, but it was just so quick. It was immediate. And so I think I'm still catching up now on like what the demand is for here. Okay. So we're going to talk about that in a second. And we're going to dive deep. And what I'd like to talk about just for a second is your BCE. Do you have a specific type of client that you market to now? If you said, okay, this is the person that I welcome in all day long, because I feel like we need to know that, or we're trying to be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of my community is my BCE just because I'm so like green, organic, sustainability is like a really big part of my business that I don't ever waver on. And I think that marketing towards that person, which just so happens to be most of Tahoe really sets me apart. And for those who that's not like the most important thing for them, having like sustainability, green, biodegradable things. If I can like contact them and show them that it's easy to choose that we're getting the same, if not better results from waxing. And it's easy just to mark A instead of B, you know? So I, I don't know. I just really try to market towards people who are interested in that kind of sustainable beauty or that already are super into it. But yeah, I guess that's them. 
What are some things you've done in your business to keep it very eco-chic, so to speak? Luckily, just the industry in general is, you know, redoing formulas, repackaging things to be eco-chic anyway. So it's become easier, but I'm still on the hunt. Like they have to mark anything that I carry in here has to mark so many boxes for me to say, okay, I am going to do it. But little things like, you know, biodegradable trash bags or just little tiny things that are important to me. I just keep doing it, keep talking about it with my clients and just always striving for that. You ask the best questions inside the Beauty Bits Club. I'm always like, "Uh uh-oh, she's going to put me on a mission to figure something (laughs) out. And I love that. (laughs) You're probably going to step into at some point creating things for our industry because what you want, a lot of what you want is missing. Just putting it out there. Yeah. I've thought about that so many times too. Yeah, I think, and I know when you put a question about, hey, do you know where I can get this organically or this? People are stumped. And it's probably because it does not, but it needs to exist. Yeah, So I agree. The universe may be speaking to you. <laughs> okay, so what I we're here to talk about today is, I don't know if you remember this, but in the very beginning, I did a show or I spoke in, I think, feel like I spoke so much every day. I don't know where I said anything at this point, at the beginning of our shutdown. But I remember saying about a month in, I feel like this is a big transitional shift in our industry, because here's what's going to happen. Here's what I'm forecasting. I may be right. I may be wrong. I don't know. But this is what I see after being around the beauty biz block for 20 years. There is going to be space opening up for people to step into new careers in the beauty industry, because some people are just going to retire. They're not coming back. Some people financially are not going to be able to come back. And some people are going to be too scared to come back. And that triggered some people. And I'm like, this is not meant to be mean. I feel like this is our reality. And then I talked to Noelle Asmar the other day, and she said some of these big luxury hotel and resorts, they can't even find enough estheticians. So you guys listening in that are in school, these luxury resorts are a great place to start and to learn. And they have a gap that needs to be filled now. They're hiring most of them. Mm -hmm. Did you find that was a great place for you to start? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was just like a lot of experience with a lot of like high end pretty things. And like I said, there was no like, hmm, like nothing was like keeping you there. So like once you felt like you could move on, it was okay because you didn't have to like take your clientele or like you're leaving a clientele or anything weird. It was just like experience, experience, experience. And then you're like, you know, without the locking you in kind of thing. I think it's people that you need to know, you need to know what you want because some people want to be, they, maybe they have children at home and they need that real structure and they need the benefits, you know, that are associated with it. But then there's somebody like me that likes a smaller environment and likes a more creative environment so I can contribute. And this is why we're on the call today. You've been looking for a very long time to hire somebody, to train somebody, to fill avoid in your business and you're just not having very good luck with that at all. So let's talk about who you're a small business that's looking for a specific type of person to hire. Let's talk about what that looks like to you, your struggles. Let's just open that conversation and see where it goes. Well, so again, sugaring is like a lot of my business. We do organic facials as well. And I love facials. It's like, 
I'm 50, 50 passion on like sugaring and facials, but, you know, mentioning that challenge of sugaring, it's difficult to learn, like even more difficult to master. I need someone who really just wants to be here long-term. I do have like a, a contract set up that there is a year commitment because I have to train them for, I mean, pretty much a year for them to be proficient and great at sugaring. So that's a little bit tricky to find someone who really, you know, wants to dedicate and dive into that. But then it's really nice to have somebody who is constantly learning ingredients and what active ingredients are replaced with organic plant-derived things and like what's different, what's the same, what niche we're filling. So I don't know. I just, someone who wants to learn, grow and really be here. There's like, there's a really big opportunity here for somebody. That's for sure. And people don't realize this. There are a lot of small businesses out there looking for help. So I think it's knowing who you are. Somebody's looking for work, especially if you're in Holly's area, because this has been an ongoing search for you and you have such a good setup for this person. Tell me what's happening. Are you not getting applications? Are you getting people that are committed to the learning process? Like if I'm a new esthetician or if I'm an esthetician looking for work right now, Mm -hmm. I want to know how to show up for you. Like if I came in and I had these qualities, name three, you'd hire me probably on the spot. Yeah, I guess loyalty, passion, and okay, this is going to sound so funny. A reliable car. It snows. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I've been like screwed up from that so many times with people here and being personable. So like, I think what also sets sugared as a business apart is if you look at my reviews, it's constantly, she made me feel comfortable on my Brazilian appointment. This has been like no other experience that I've ever had. And it just, it takes a certain person to make someone feel comfortable in that vulnerable position. And I think we've always exuded that like comfort level and that takes a certain personality and just caring, compassion and connecting with people. I mean, honestly, during a Brazilian, we're really just distracting them. So you need to be able to like talk, talk with people. Yeah. I used to have this very famous rock star and I don't know if there's a person in the world that doesn't know who he is, but he was so nervous when I would do extractions that I found this technique and it's about distracting them. And I would always say to him, okay, I almost just said his name. Tell me about the best party you've ever been to. And oh my God, it was a win-win for both of us because he forgot that I was doing extraction and I got to hear the juiciest Hollywood gossip <laughs> you could ever imagine. I love so that. When you can, yeah, you can learn that art of, of really distracting somebody. It really builds loyalty on so many different layers and levels. Yeah. Know? So when people know, like, and trust you, they will visit your business more. They will refer more. They'll spend more money in your biz. So I feel like for those people listening in, you can always view this show on my website, lauricreet.com. We've also started YouTube. What I would love is for us to rise up as an entire industry and support one another. If you have found just an amazing employee, an amazing employee, we want to know how. So why don't you share everything you've done? I feel like you are such a go-getter. You're such a professional businesswoman and you've really put it all out there. So let's share what you've done so far to bring the right person in with very little luck. <laughs> so I want to know what you've done. And maybe when we throw this out there, we'll get some good feedback and some support from our fellow beauty you know, professionals, estheticians, spa owners. So, well, gosh, I posted this job posting everywhere, including the beauty business. 
club. I sent emails to my clients, which is like really good. And, you know, it's just stirring some conversation there and people are asking about it when they come in, you know, indeed. Can I hit pause for, for one quick second? Mm-hmm. Did you just send this out to your clients? Cause that's what I suggested when we had this conversation. Did that letter just go out to your it clientele? Was, hey. Yeah. It was like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that started a conversation. I feel like they're just such a good resource for us, our, our existing clientele. Right. I mean, with the job posting, I was like, you know, who knows the culture and wants to support my business more than my clients in here, but at least it's having people talk. And so many of my clients are like, well, maybe I should go to aesthetic school. I'm like, okay, yeah, that'd be great. Sure. But yeah. So not a lot of response there from applicants, but just a lot of conversation, which is good. Just every platform, ZipRecruiter, Indeed, and paying for ads on Instagram, like everything. Some people have applied, but then I invite them for an interview and then crickets. So I don't know what's going on with that. Did you put a, we're hiring on your website with a link there? You did that too. And then also, oh my gosh, I just had a good idea and it slipped my mind. Shoot. What was I going to say? Oh, have you started advertising like in the cities that are the bigger cities that are not so far away? Because we have to often look at the culture and the shifts that are happening in our world. So what about like San Jose, San Francisco, people that may be moving out of those cities because it's happening? Yeah, I do have targeted ads there too. (laughs) And um, it's kind of the closest cities to me are in Nevada. So that's a different license. So that's a little tricky Uh, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then what is it though in California? Don't they give you a reciprocity thing after you've been licensed for three years somewhere else? So maybe, I don't even know, is stuff open now? Is a testing facility open? Can you do it online? I feel like it was a little bit like way back in historical ages anyway. It's probably a good time for our California state board to be able to update the systems and the processes that are necessary. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I have no idea on that front. Okay. Well, if anyone knows, we're open to that information as well. And you guys, her ad is so good looking for employees. So if you have any creative ideas, or maybe you're listening in and you're a student or you graduated and you're waiting for your test, we're really doing this too, to give you that hope and the faith that you can set up a beautiful career in this industry. Because I feel like before the lockdown, this was missing. It was really hard for newbies to get their foot in the door and to be mentored by somebody like you. So as a business owner, tell me what you know, and as a trainer, and you've had employees before, what are your strengths? If somebody were to come to work for you, for you they're going to, they'd say, oh my God, I'm, I get to learn this from Holly. Like, who do you strive to be as a leader in your business for your employees? Well, as far as like the sugaring goes, it was so difficult for me to learn and master the art because I didn't have a mentor showing me in person. So I think things would have been a lot quicker if I had someone like me to show me, help me through every part of sugaring. So that is a, you know, that's a really good strength as a trainer for me. Plus I have trained in the past for Tamara's sugaring. So I was a a certified trainer there. And then I, I feel like I'm always expanding my knowledge and going to classes and I, I'm always trying to pass that information on to my employees or they come with me. And it's just, I think knowledge is power. Knowledge, like if you talk about something knowledgeable, it just sells itself. And again, it makes your clients know, like, and trust you. The trust thing is number one. So I think that that is a strength of mine for sure. 
I always like to share a little bit of something to make people feel better, feel human. So I'm going to share a story with you that I was part of this conversation yesterday. I was out for a walk with my best friend. She's corporate and I can't say any names or anything because she's very high level at this company, but we stopped and had a coffee after and we were just discussing current world events. And she said, there's a part of her company that could not find anyone to produce this specific kind of food that we all eat every day. Like literally people just quit, weren't showing up to work. So they went outside of their, literally their state and they brought people in and they put them in hotels to fill these positions and started paying them three times the amount. And they're still not showing up at work. (laughs) So I am so fearful right now. And if you guys listening in want to get mad at me, I'm okay, go ahead. But I'm afraid with everything happening, we are training people to not have the strong work ethic that my father instilled in me. So, you know, I think if I were looking for an employee and I sold my business, but, and you're probably going to agree with me, Holly, if somebody would show up and they looked professional and you could tell right away, they had a passion for the beauty industry. I know that was me when I got out of school, I'd be willing to train them and I'd be willing to so take care of them just to have that person in my business caring for clients the way they're, they're caring for it. Noelle was telling me that I think the dollar spent per appointment in these luxury resorts is three times what it used to be. People are craving this. They want it. And there's such a big, I'm going to call it beautiful void to fill. If, if people really want a career, now's the time to set in, into it in the beauty industry. Yeah, I agree. I feel like this whole unemployment thing, you know, that's like a touchy subject, but I think, you know, how we talk about it all the time on how, you know, when we become an aesthetician and everybody is saying like, oh, well, you know, that's a hobby, how fun. And like glass door, it's like 25,000 a year. And so like 25,000 a year is this awesome unemployment, you know? So like the unemployment's very exciting for any aesthetician who's been like, beat down and not like lifted up by the industry or people around her. And so I think people are just opting for that right now, but that's, you know, at least in my business, it's not the case at all. There's like so much potential for exceeding that amount. Oh yeah. I'd say we have girls, solo practitioners in the beauty biz club that are 10 times in that literally Mm -hmm. like solo practitioners making $250,000 a year. And I think it goes back to that hope and faith right now. Maybe people have lost that because they're paying too much attention to the news or they're they're you know, so I just want people to know there's unlimited possibilities in this industry. And for me, it doesn't really feel like work. I love being in the treatment room. I love my clients because I fine tuned all those things we talked about, right? I know my profitable passion. I know who that BCE is that I want to market to. But going back to why I shared that story with you about my friend having a hard time is because have you surrendered to the fact you may just have to be patient for this? Because I know you said, I'm an entrepreneur. I hate turning business away. You're literally turning business away. Yeah. I feel like I have been pretty patient so far. When we spoke in like June, I was like, I need to hire someone now. And it's so backwards right now. I'm, I hate turning business away. So I hardly do it right now. I'm a solar practitioner. I have two assistants in three rooms. And I'm working out of all of them. And my assistants are coming in and doing the rest for me. I like, I'm like a doctor. I come in and do the thing. And then, (laughs) so I'm taking double, almost triple the amount of people that I normally would. And it's kind of just because I want to keep this momentum. As soon as I do find someone who wants to be a part of this, they can step right into 
abundance because it's it's happening. The momentum keeps going. But gosh, I think I don't know. I think I'm gonna wear out. <laughs> you know, that's this is God again. This is gonna lead somewhere else that we didn't even plan on. I think this is such a you're offering somebody such a beautiful opportunity. Because a lot of times when we start, we step into a business and they're like, well, sit here all day long and pick your nose or read that old people magazine until you build a clientele, you attract your friends and you do this and I'll pay you. And that's changing with the state of California, but oh my God, people are walking into a beautiful business model with a hustler who's leading the way. And I feel like it's maybe the higher power, the universe, however you want to look at it, just waiting for that perfect person to find their way in. And I hope this podcast helps you with that. So another thing I want to chat about is, are you doing something nice for yourself? Because you're working so hard and self-care has to be a priority as well. Yeah. Well, you know, luckily I live where I live. So it's really easy just to go outside and have a beautiful day. But I have been getting massages like once a week. And, you know, that doubles as, you know, I really am physically working, so I need it, but it's like a time to have quiet and relax. And then the hot tub is, is really like an everyday thing. So, you know, I am spending, spending some self-care time for sure. I'm from Vermont. So outdoorsy girl, since I was a little girl, and I have to tell you, it just, we had over a hundred days of a hundred and 10 plus temperatures. So I felt like a caged animal. (laughs) And we've been able to go outside again. It's 95 today. And I'm like, this feels like winter. I had a robe on this morning. So there is something about being out in nature that will keep you sane during these crazy times. Right. I feel so thankful to like being on lockdown and quarantine in Tahoe was pretty great. Well, we're talking about moving out of California, maybe within the next few years. So maybe I'll move to Nevada and drive over and work for you (laughs) Um, (laughs) when that all happens a few days a week. If nobody else takes you up on your amazing offer before then. (laughs) (laughs) So if you had to share, let's do this. I've never done it this fine tuned before. Is there anything else you want to chat about with the hiring or anything? Maybe tell people how to find your job posting on your website or how to get it in touch with you. If we've just found that special person that's been waiting for this type of opportunity in your area, how do they find you? Sure. Well, you can go to sugaringsouthlake.com. There's like a career page there. Also, their posting is on my Instagram and Facebook. So Sugaring Southlake is my handle as well. Now, I, I'm going to take a moment to focus on one thing, and that is, I don't know if everybody understands what the Beauty Biz Club is. I think they think it's just for beginners or they don't understand, but you are such a professional pillar in our esthetician world of success. I would love it if you just share maybe one or two things that you get from the club that help you maintain sanity or, or have helped you increase your profits. Well, I mean, during quarantine... There was a lot of talk about like these kits and I was inspired by a member of the beauty biz club in you to create these kits and um, like a facial kit. And I sold so many of those. I was like the UPS guy. Like I was driving around my neighborhood, (laughs) Tahoe, like all day, every day. My house was a factory of these kits. I got like a following from Alabama randomly that I was sending products and kits out constantly to And I just probably would have never thought of that. And I was actually seeing people do it. 
like if you see someone in the industry doing something that you want to do, sometimes it's more of like intimidating than inspiring. And like being able to actually talk with other estheticians who are executing things, who are celebrating our wins together rather than seeing it as competition. I really feel like that was really beneficial for me. And then Lori, you just, all of your trainings and all the people that you attract to speak within the beauty biz, no matter if you are still trying to find that niche, there is an example of anything that you can do in this industry to find your profitable passion, things I didn't even know about, things that I couldn't even imagine doing, but now I feel like I could confidently step into it. I think for me, when this lockdown, how long, actually, how long have you been open right now in California? We've been closed down, you guys listening in. People listen in from all over the world to this show. Australia, Saudi Arabia, Ireland. How long, California got their butts kicked. I just opened two weeks ago. It was seven months. So how Mm -hmm. long have you been open up there? Um, Since late June, early July. So our county rule, county, it was, we were able to be open and stay open. One of the first in California and oh my gosh, talking about being busy, there were people doing like people were coming from all over to come get a service done here. Yeah. I had my LA clients driving two and a half hours each way to get a facial and an eyebrow wax from me. Yes. Open. I'm like, I'll take you, but you're crazy for driving all that way. But yeah. (laughs) So going back to the club, there's something, and I get all over the place because I get so excited when I actually get to sit and talk to an esthetician that has the same passion for the industry that I do. When you said it was people sharing with you how to put together a facial kit, people may think, oh, that's so basic. But here's what happens right now in this world when we are programmed to live in fear. You need to be around powerful people who will allow your brain just to go to where it won't go on its own. And I think that's been one of the most beautiful things that I've witnessed the way people are showing up and supporting each other in the club. And during the lockdown, I sat with my team about three weeks in when I realized this is serious and we're not going back to work anytime soon. And I said, I don't care what it takes. I'm not thinking about this financially. I want to support the people in the club that feel like they have nothing right now because I never imagined I'd have my whole job stripped from me. So that's when we came up with that virtual certification for facials. And the girls went from making $150 an hour in their room. Some of them were doing group facials for over a thousand dollars an hour. That's amazing. And it, you know what it did? It brought us up to date for those who are willing to do the work, a little bit more of a digital type approach because we have the license to do that. Right. Yeah, that's that's perfect. I'm always very intimidated by any digital anything. <laughs> um, so like having pe- like how to create an online store, that was something that was available in the Beauty Biz Club, which is like where we need to be. If like, yeah. you know, we're not doing that, we're kind of a little bit left behind, especially this year. And just having a step-by-step is so helpful. Otherwise, I probably would have been on YouTube for like a thousand hours just trying to find one video that made sense to me. That's <laughs> industry, you know? Yeah, yeah, that for sure. And then taking it next level, not only do you have an online store, but you get innovative on how you're bundling things and selling them. So you're not packing up one cleanser and... People outside of our industry are amazing teachers, but they sometimes don't get the little tiny things that'll take it way next level for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And we need to be next level, you guys. We need to be for sure. So I want to do this differently. I always say, could you share one or two success tips for somebody in the beauty industry? But let's talk right now 
And I didn't ask you this. So if you need a second to think about it, totally acceptable. What would be two to three success tips for a brand new esthetician, whether it is somebody just getting out of beauty school, looking for a job, or whether it's maybe a woman who had a baby and hasn't been in the industry for a few years and wants to come back. Can you think of anything to help motivate or inspire this person to get out there and rock it? I would say find somebody that like inspires you who's doing it already. I mean, I was inspired by a lot of people who weren't doing it the way I would. Yeah. So but I feel like sometimes that it discourages people. If you've ever been in contact with a bad business model or someone who isn't, you know, your dream esthetician, but you know, that alone can really push you to do things your own way. And I think the, you know, some bad experiences are just as important as the good experiences, but get your hands dirty. Maybe like look within and things that you struggle with, or if you hear people constantly saying like, oh, I keep struggling with this. Like maybe if you could be like, I'm a fixer anyway. So like, I'm, if I could fix that for someone, that's great for me, but like, just listen, listen to your clients, listen to your community, what they're talking about, what's important and where you can find a niche. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's never been a better time for free online training just to dabble in things and see maybe what really lights your beauty biz soul up. My advice, and I know you're going to agree with me here to these newbies is have a professional business portfolio, meaning get a cover letter, get a resume together and, and focus on your strengths and not only apply, but my goodness, show up as a professional. Like if you apply and somebody's willing to talk to you, honor that person and follow up and follow through. And you'll be so amazed at the beautiful opportunities that will come your way. Oh, I agree. Gosh, a couple of people that responded to my post, it was like a message. They were like, what are the hours I have a kid? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good start. Like, you know, no cover letter, nothing that, you know, has anything to do with what I said at all. So I agree with that. Be a little, you know, level up a little bit. And here's another thing. You know, I interviewed probably 300 people in LA when I owned a spa because I would hire over the years. And I remember I finally started doing this. In my ad, I would say, put your phone number in the subject line. And I wouldn't even call anyone in for an interview that didn't follow those directions. Because to me, I thought, we have tweezers and hot wax around people's eyes. This person needs to know. And I'll never forget, I had a client and she became a friend of mine, him and forever. She goes, Lori, I have one kid at Yale and one kid at Stanford. And I don't even think they'd follow those directions. And I said, okay, let me ask you this. Would you want them putting hot wax and tweezers around your eyes? And I was tweezing her eyebrows when I said it. She goes, you're right. So it's like, follow directions because to be a really good esthetician, you have to pay attention to the details. You do, you do. So maybe you could use that little trick. Just send me your your resume with your phone number in the in the subject line, and that's a good way to to weed out the the people who probably wouldn't be a good fit for your business. I can tell you take this seriously, and you're a perfectionist when it comes to your craft and your skill set. Uh, anything else you can think of to share with people about a success tip in in our new world? And and if you're new, getting back into this, I think right now is it's really good to be transparent and be really professional, like you said, and allowing people in like 
what I mean by that is, gosh, with the whole COVID stuff, you have to be really communicative with your clients. Like, here are the protocols. Yes, we have to do it. Yes, we respect you. Lots of conversation, communication about if you're exposed to anything, let us know, you know, and vice versa. Like if we're so transparent on how clean we're going to be, it makes people feel comfortable. If, and then just with conversation and relating to your clients, it's, you need to make people feel comfortable right now during all of this. Yeah. I've had, I've talked about this today in the beauty biz club. I don't know if you heard my live, but I've had since the day that our governor said we could open people calling me to send their children in and 90 year old women wanting to book appointments and people who are, you know, in cancer treatment right now, that would be considered high risk. And to me, it was a little bit surprising. And I'm like, well, I'm so happy you're here that, you know, like what made you brave enough to come out during this time? And they're like, we trust you, Lori. And oh my God, that was like enough to make you teary eyed. So yeah, a lot of my my clients have been like, you're the only place I've ever been. I haven't been at all. Haven't gotten my hair done. Haven't done anything, but like here is, you know, they feel safe here. And I'm sure it's not just my cleanliness standards, you know, like no judgment of whatever you're doing out there during this time, you know, it's a safe space. And I think well, that impacts your clients, no matter if you're a beginner or going back into it. I think people pick up on your energy. I've always been a neat freak, sometimes annoyingly. So somebody came to my house and said, it looked like a hospital. You could get <laughs> off the floor. And I happen to be proud of that in my <laughs> business same way, but I've been to the dentist, I've been to a doctor's and I don't see them wiping down quite as thoroughly as I do. If I'm being honest here, I, after my client leaves, I've been booking extra time and I literally ask myself or tell myself this little mantra between every client. And that is clean this room. Like their life depends on it. And that's how I've been showing up. I mean, medical grade hospital wipes, every nook and cranny, the air conditioning cranked up between to get the airflow going. If you use my pen, it's wiped down, my door handles, everything. Like I could not, because honestly, I feel like we all need to be like this to avoid being shut down again too. Like we need to show up and be a thousand percent responsible to the safety of our environment. Yes, I agree. I agree with that fully. I mean, Jay said, Lori, you look like a welder. The doctor that I work for <laughs> told me I look like the invisible man when I came out of my room. <laughs> I don't care if I get to go to work and if other people get to go to work because of my standards, then that would be, I know, I'm okay looking like I'm ready to step into a beehive every yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you should do a... Uh, email about that like you know because isn't there honey in a lot of the sugaring wax is there or not it, it looks like it looks like honey it's just sugar lemon and water though but yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah maybe you could do some funny little newsletter about how you really are like a beekeeper right now <laughs> tell her is there anything else you want to share today anything that besides I want you to share your website again so people know how to find you if they're looking for work or they want to I really would I envision from what you tell me you want is not just an employee. You're looking for this really beautiful partnership in your business, right? Like you get, you have each other's backs, you support each other, you grow together. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I want. Just like long-term share the success and, you know, like let, I feel like just balance, you know, is what I really want between 
an employee, an employer, or anyone that shares the space, like full trust, but just who wants to grow. Like, I feel like there's a lot of growth and it's not stopping in this town. Like there's a lot to expand on. And so someone who just really wants a career and take it seriously is who I'm looking for. Yeah. Okay. So if I move to Nevada close enough to you, can I work for you just two days a week? Cause I'm really busy doing that. <laughs> okay. I just need help anywhere. Honestly, it's like a little would be so much. Like that's why I have two assistants right now because I just need someone like here. If they dust the shelf, that's like a lot for me, you know, like, cause I'm in here. My, I only have two hands doing services in the space. Where'd you find your assistants? That may be helpful for people. Indeed is okay. where I found them. Yeah. I found some really great people and they've been very, very helpful. Yeah. And was it, do you have them both in there at the same time or you have two because they're part-time? How did you set that up? There's two because I'm working over full-time. Okay. I can't have that, them be here over full-time. You, you'd like to give them a little bit of their life. They need to do that. <laughs> that whole balance thing, that's really a wish <laughs> for me. When um, is your birthday? What astrological sign are you? It depends on who you're talking to because it's the solstice. It's okay. December 21st, yeah. Okay. So you could go Scorpio or Sagittarius. Sagittarius Capricorn. I try yeah, I try and claim Sag, but it turns out that I'm probably more of a Capricorn. I'm gonna tell you right now, and you may have heard me say this before, my best employees in LA were Capricorns because they're rule followers. So no wonder you want balance and you probably love structure and have good systems in place. And that's the type you guys listening in that are looking for a job, you want to work for somebody who has systems in place and has a structure and and it just makes it it makes it better for everyone, the employee, the employer, the client. So you're doing all the right things, Holly, all the right things. <laughs> Thanks for the validation. <laughs> One more time with your website and then we'll wrap it up for today. Okay. So sugaringsouthlake.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. And you guys, if you have any advice for either one of us or about hiring or magical way you found incredible employees, visit lauricrete.com. You can reply to this blog post that surrounds this podcast and we will reward you with love, which everybody needs right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me today, Holly. Thanks, Lori. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Beauty Biz Show. If you enjoyed the show and you would take the time to leave a kind review over on iTunes, that is very much appreciated. And if you find you are left craving more beauty biz inspiration and success tools, then you're going to want to head over to beautybizclub.com, which is the premier online success academy where talented practitioners go to maximize their potential and to become booked perfectly. Again, that is beautybizclub.com and it would be my pleasure and my honor to help you tap into your highest potential in the beauty industry. 